What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, people in Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Your number is 877-374-7463. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And again, your number to participate is 877-374-7463. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call or you couldn't get through, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to follow me on Twitter or reach out to me, you can do that at Sports Grind. Also, if you want to stream the show live, okay, where you can leave comments, I'll respond to those in real time. Uh, If I don't get a chance to read those over the air, I'll go ahead and respond to those later. And keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows daily, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily podcast seven days a week, 365. And also... If you are not in one of our markets or affiliates that's carrying the show terrestrial, you can always go also to sportsgrindonline.com where you can click the play button and you can listen live. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. Well, let's get to it. Uh, Got quite a bit to uh, get together, a get together, to get to. It's Wednesday, which is hump day. And, you know, normally, you know, like I said, this is Super Bowl week. Uh, but we can go ahead and know that today is the day that there start to be some normalcy with the both teams, you know, because Wednesday is the day that you kind of get in the game plan out. Let me back up. Usually when you have that bye week from the Super Bowls, most teams will put in the game plan prior to leaving out to the venue site of the Super Bowl. So they already know the game plan. But Wednesday, and, and you hear about this all the time, okay, you know, the key to this thing, especially if you haven't been there before as a coaching unit or players, the main thing that each person wants to do, or I should say each coach's job is to do, is to keep it as normal as you possibly can on your routine. And how do you prepare week to week, how you've done it in the playoffs, how you did it through the conference championship to now where you Super Bowl. You really don't want to change anything. But obviously it's different when you have a primetime media day, Monday, you know, kicked everything off. But Wednesday, you know, two days is their obligations through media. So starting today, going forward until kickoff, this is when they'll kind of bunker in and start fine tuning that game plan and really focusing in. So definitely you've got that rolling on. There's other NFL off the field news that I want to get to, of course. Aaron Rodgers has spoken again, and I'm just so happy that I was ahead of the curve on this because this guy here is just now everybody, certain people, unless you're a cheesehead or you're just a diehard Aaron Rodgers fan, everybody's kind of running, kicking a pile, but in a way he kind of deserves it. I'll let you know what he has to do before he makes his decision. We'll get to that here shortly. Um, Also, college basketball, 
You know, you're starting to hear, and, and I wish we could come up with another terminology, but we're getting to that point where you start, oh, who's on the bubble? Who's first four out? Who's first four in? It's just like, man, it's redundant. But it's that time. And we had some big wins last night. You know, Arkansas. Eric Musselman, you know, he spent some time in the NBA. If I'm not mistaken, I think he coached the Kings for a little bit. But he was some time in the NBA. And then he went to college. He got the job at Arkansas. Uh, that was a powerful win last night on the road in Kentucky. Now, Kentucky's been up and down this year. Uh, obviously, you know, Calipari hasn't had one of those teams in the last couple years. I think recruiting and everything's gotten harder for even for him, especially with the transfer portal. But it's still a tough place to play. And Arkansas, and I'll keep, I will tell you this. I know yesterday we talked about it, the Big 12. Uh, Big 12 is really a lot of people. The Jay Billis is the world. You know, all those guys that are the quote-unquote college experts. They tell me that the Big 12 is probably the toughest conference in basketball. Um, what I've observed on how hard it is to get a road win in the Big 12, it kind of supports their theory with that. Uh, but what those guys are telling me um, pretty much is that, you know, well, first of all, I will say this. Kentucky is still a tough place to play. But when you look at Arkansas, and this is, you know, and especially when you're talking about dealing with young kids that are 18, 19, 20 years old. When you start off, keep in mind, Arkansas, if I'm not mistaken, started off one in five in the SEC. They went into last night's game getting right back to 500 at five and five. They beat Kentucky. When you can overcome a one in five starting conference in college, and I don't care what conference you play in, especially if it's a power five conference, that's good coaching. Um, Arkansas was a team that made a deep run, really that's made some decent runs the last couple years in the tournament. Um, I don't know how good this Arkansas team is. I don't think it's as good as his last couple teams. But, however, they got a big win last night beating Kentucky. Um, also, uh, um, who was that? UConn. UConn laid a beat down on Marquette. I feel bad for my man Shaka. I mean, I think he's ahead of schedule with Marquette anyway. They're balling, but UConn kind of got Shawshank because I think they blew a lead when they played him early on in the season. They kind of got him back, you know, here. So they were able to get a big win. So you got those situations. And you talk about, you know, we kind of talked a little bit on the show yesterday about the, the Blue Blood programs, the traditional. Well, they struggling because, I mean, you know, some, um, some guys, they, they, I mean, Kentucky – Carolina got hosed out, I think, by Wake Forest, I think, was it yesterday or the day before. But you talk about Carolina, Kentucky, there's some teams, especially Kentucky, if you start looking at resumes, there's some teams that you would think that automatically be in the mid, the, the bid for the March Madness tournament that might be NIT bound. So we'll keep uh, our eye on that as the college basketball season starts to uh, play out and unfold. Uh, so you have that going on. Um, also, uh, speaking of basketball, and I kind of really want to start there uh, because, of course, you know, you got things going on NBA. We just basically came off the trade deadline and you got the Kyrie Irving situation. But the biggest story today that's overshadowing the Super Bowl, overshadowing everything else is LeBron James, a.k.a. King James, got it done. And, you know, Jonas asked me yesterday on the show, he's like, hey, he needs 35 tonight. What was it, 36? He needs 36. 36 to break. To break the to record. Yeah. Does he do it? And I started thinking about it, and I didn't even take in consideration that OKC 
Uh, well, there's two things. Okay, see, they've been a pretty decent defensive team throughout the you know through the year. They played pretty better than most of these teams playing defensively, better defensively than a team that resides down here in the two one zero. I'll tell you that. But the one thing I didn't encounter because I took I gotta take my L on this because I didn't think he would do it. I thought he'd be about eight points shy. Is that I had to realize, and and you know they really didn't, but I had to. Re I didn't. I underestimated on really what the mission would be for him to go get this done with all the crowd and everybody there. And honestly, like I wanted to take back, but we you got everything that comes over real live, Mike. You got to stick with it. We stick with our predictions here on this show. But as soon as I saw LeBron show up dressed like that to the game, I'm like, yeah, he gonna do it tonight. And not only that, as soon as I saw him. You know, I tune in a little bit, but as soon as I, I didn't see the, you know, the traditional powder clap. But then when I said, I said, what's the last time I seen LeBron with a headband on? I said, oh, hell, man. He, and then you start looking at the crowd and everybody that's in there, his family, his mom, his wife, you know, his kids. Then you look at Denzel Washington, Jay, you know, May, everybody's, it's like, man. But however it goes, he's the all-time leading scorer. For our new listeners, I've I've always been a guy that's defended LeBron for the most part on this show. But I will tell you, and it's it's a hell of an achievement because it's one of those records. I never really spent time talking about it. Um, I spent more talk, time talking about the 56-game hitting streak and the uh, perfect undefeated season in NFL that still stands. I spend more time about those records than than really hell over the course of my career. I've spent more. I've talked about the drought uh, with the triple crown and horse racing. Um, I remember basically seeing the triple crown for the first time for a while, and you know when Miguel Cabrera did it years back. The all-time scoring, you know, leader in NBA. I've just never really given it thought because I've never really, you know, as long as I knew Kareem played and the number that was up there. I just never gave it any thought until probably two, three years ago. I mean, hell, I mean, and I, and I can't speak for everybody, but I will tell you, even for the most part, I don't think it really crossed anybody's mind. I won't say anybody, but it, let me rephrase that. It wasn't even really that big of a story. And, and, and it was a big story, but it wasn't really taught like, oh, you know what? Even when he became the youngest player to get to 10,000 points. Because then you're still talking about 30, I mean, what, 20-some other thousand points left to go. So it's a hell of an accomplishment. I mean, if you listen to LeBron, I think that pretty much if he plays a few more years and he's playing at a high level, um, that number is going to be around 40,000 some change maybe when it's all said and done. And then that's really going to be tough. Now, that's crazy. Some of the fun facts that was spewing out last night. The think about it, I mean, LeBron wasn't even born yet the year that Kareem passed Wilt Chamberlain. OK, and then, you know, I hadn't seen that picture in a long time that seeing that iconic picture, you know, with Abdul Jabbar there and basically old Wilt in a tank top. I'll be, you know, I told AC last night, I said, you know, I'll tell you one record LeBron and Kareem ain't beaten on Wilt, the late Wilt that LeBron ain't got to worry about. And that's that 10,000 women that he allegedly slept with over his career. Ain't nobody, that one's that one's in the Raptors, you know. But anyway. It's a big accomplishment. I, I like the thing in regards to, you know, the signature point little picture. You know, I will scored a hundred as a little. They did that. I thought that was kind of cute. The pat, you know, the pass off of the ball and all that. With all that said, with all that said, because LeBron has been a polarizing figure for years now, 
this particular record, I don't believe. It, however you felt about LeBron before this, when you're talking about the topics of the GOAT talk, what he does off the court, his charities, um, the lack of killer instinct, doesn't want to take the big game shot rather than pass it off to teammate. All those debates that has been centering around LeBron for the last decade or more, I don't think all of a sudden passing now Kareem changes either way, You whether you are pro-LeBron, whether he is your GOAT, whether you think that uh, – you know, whatever you know, side you weigh on or sit on, I don't think passing this has really changed those people's mind in this days and time. That's my opinion. Now, what I will tell you, and I've been noticing this even before last night, but I think last night is really when he let his hair down. I mean, he doesn't really have any hair that much to me, but, you know. He let his hair down and really pretty much answered questions and really let you know how he feel. Now, he's been on this kick for the last few years, but I really think last night was like, look, I'm going to tell you straight up. He's really enjoying the moment, and he's really soaking it in, and he's really gotten more comfortable of not shying away from that topic when he talks about where does he put himself up with the greats. Now, I know a couple years ago, about a year or two, I mean, it was the famous, you know, shop episode on HBO, the documentary where that's when it kind of came out. I said, hey, man, I thought after that Golden State coming back from 3-1, I probably put myself as a GOAT. Then that just caught off like wildfire. That was the first time that he had really put his mouth to lips and really said it. But now if you look at his reaction, he's getting comfortable. It's two things, He's in, in my opinion. He's enjoying the journey, soaking it in like all the greats do when they know they're coming to the end. And then also it's one of those like, you know what? I understand. He knows what everybody says about him. I mean, the guy, stay, he's on. I mean, I don't know if he stays on social media. I can get some athletes that's on social media more than him, but he's active on social media. So that means if you're active, you see what people say about you when you got millions of followers. He He's really comfortable saying, hey, man, I know what y'all think about that guy, 23, MJ. What do you think? But this is how I feel. I think I'm the best that does it, that did it. Look. When Peyton Manning had pretty much the records, the passing records, the touchdown records, and when Tom Brady was still in New England, and at that time Tom was probably on his ring number five maybe at that time when the talk came when Peyton was, you know, toward the end of his thing and he was passing these records, no one was calling Peyton the GOAT. It was still Tom. My point is, is that it goes back to what I just said. However you feel about him, and I think it is all opinionated, it, that last night of this achievement, I don't think changes that either way. But for me, I've told you, my particular goat, and I don't really like, you know, more as I've gotten older, I really don't like comparing errors in any sport because there's rule changes, the game's different. But in my opinion, it's always been Jordan. Because I look at the landscape of everything. And, and to me, I'm always about who came first. Who, who set the tone? Like, who's, who's following? I mean, again, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, they saved the NBA. Jordan took it to another level. But when we talk about people from LeBron's age and his generation, who are they rushing to TV home to watch at? Who are they in the ballparks, in the, in, in the parks of Akron, Ohio? And, and to the gyms and all that. Who were they trying to emulate? Who was rushing to go ahead and wear number 23? 
So I'm always going to side who came in. And I still think, and, and it's not even really more, it's more just in the six titles and never been to a game six. He was just transcending, and, and it's just he played the game, and I think Jordan for sure is a guy that could have played in any era. So, uh, But it's props to LeBron. I mean, it, like I said, it's, when, by the time he gets done playing, it's going to be at 40 and some change. Good luck. Just like the guy wasn't born yet when Kareem was passing Wilt, I just feel like if it's somebody that's going to do it, they, they, they ain't in their mama's womb yet. Just like LeBron. That's my opinion. But make no mistake about it, he's to the point, and I think it's only going to get worse. He's talking greasy. He's not being PC when it comes to where he ranks himself. I mean, hell, he said, well, if I was the owner and I start a franchise, I'd take me number one overall. And I think really, and I said a little bit yesterday, I think the most impressive thing to me about this is the guy is the all-time scoring leader right now who didn't really come in as a natural score, that didn't have a natural jump shot, that didn't, that, I mean, didn't have a, it wasn't a Clay Thompson shot or it wasn't even anybody that had a pure shot. That's amazing to me. And not only that, to the port of his latter part of his career at least the last five six years he's been a average if best free throw shooter so it is impressive man it really is 877-374-7463 you listen to the sports grind today's show is being presented by dosecchi's get a dose we are broadcasting here from the hazel sky online studios calvin casey jonas clark producing the spinning the one and twos we'll be back Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. It's been the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 
All right, one eight seven, or excuse me, eight seven seven three seven four seven four six three is your number to participate. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pillin Whiskey. Pillin Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring water, which is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pillin Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich, complex flavor. That is Pillin Whiskey, which is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and the official whiskey of the professional bull riding tour the pbr velocity tour that is an official sponsor of the sports grind that is Pendleton whiskey all right so before we move to the uh, from the lebron talk here a little bit we've got some people checking in with us on facebook live already um let's go with uh, Dwayne thomas is checking in he says top score and number four in assists and not even a point guard if they still hating they're miserable people um now <clears throat> I know Dwayne, don't know Dwayne personally, but I, he's been listening to the show for a long, for years. Uh, but I know for conversations that he's had on these airways with me, my prior host, co-hosts on these shows, that he believes LeBron is the GOAT, if I'm not mistaken, if this is Dwayne. Um, I, I will agree with part of that, what you say, Dwayne. I think the outright, like, he cannot be your GOAT or whatever, but to sit there... I mean, you can even disagree with what you feel he says sometimes off the court when it's about social, anything political. I'll just leave it at that. But I think that, yes, after what he achieved last night, even though I sticked about what I said last segment, I don't think it changes anybody's opinion about him. But if you can't respect him and continue to hate on him and just for whatever reason, then, yes, you are a hater. But I will say this, Dwayne, just because people are not willing or the majority, everybody's not going to come and say, oh, now he's our goat or now he surpassed Jordan or whoever it may be. I don't think that I don't think that's fair that you can sit there and just say that they're hating off of that, you know, because I've like I said. When it comes to in my backyard and the two one oh. Um, I've been the one guy publicly that has a platform such as this that has always defended LeBron. LeBron's got a lot of hate in the 210 from the local media. And I don't understand why, I mean, because he's always spoke highly of San Antonio and Coach Pop. So, and in Cleveland was really not, that's not a robbery. Like, I can understand the hate from this region for, like, the late Kobe Bryant. I mean, that was that that era between the Spurs and Lakers, it was some rivalry. I mean, hell, you even go back to the Iceman days that couldn't get past Magic Johnson and that early Laker crew back in the early 80s. But but LeBron, I never did understand that. So not even uh, for 2013. 2013. I mean, no, because I mean, to me at that time. You know, the Heat were in their run. You know, they were doing what they came together to do. And the Spurs was just, at that time, an opponent that was still playing at a high level on the Western Conference side. And it wasn't really a robbery. I mean, the way, the only, yeah, I mean, revenge. I mean, one of the most iconic shots in Spurs history that we like to forget down here in this region is the Ray Allen shot, which LeBron was in there. But that was just, you know, the redemption the next year. But, no, I don't put that as any reason to hate on LeBron. I don't. You know, I mean, hell, this hate started when he came to the finals with Booby Gibson and the Spurs gave him the sweep. 
I mean, and and that's the reason why, honestly, you never take any way credit from the guy, whatever. That's why I've never really high-stepped to let anybody high-step about Tony Parker's MVP that finals. I mean, come on, man. Like, LeBron, that was more impressive than anything. LeBron even got that team to the finals. And go look at that roster, man. And I've always said this. Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, the list goes on. None of them guys could have got that roster to the NBA Finals. The type of players they were. They wasn't. That was all LeBron in that. And, you know, he said something last night, and this is why I know he's getting comfortable in his own skin, because he said something last night in regards to, he gave us, I forgot the guy slips my mind, but he gave a shout-out to who taught him to play the game the right way. And he lets you know right there that he hears everything, because early on in his career, and even like when he's going through his prime, the whole narrative was like, LeBron don't want to take the big shots. He can't take the big shot. Kobe would shoot that. Jordan would shoot that. But last night he said, despite all the talks about why is he passing out, why pay? I know that's the, bas- the, the right basketball play. Another thing he said, too, he's like, uh, I've been in the league now for 20 years, and the one thing I've learned in the NBA, there's a lot of guys that's not being taught to play basketball the right way. I was like, whoa. When you come dressed like that and you're in the billionaire boys club, you can spit hot fire like that. And really what people are going to say, whether they hate on you or think you not to go to not. I thought that was a hot take last night. But credit to him, man. Credit to him. It doesn't put him in my GOAT category, but he's definitely in the conversation. You know, I mean, he is the one guy other than Kareem. Um, you know, even and let's leave Kareem in his generation. But in that generation, LeBron is. And even if you go to the Mike Kobe generation. He's definitely the goat off the court. He's done more of them for the for for his community, and especially the African American community more than all of those guys did. Tiger Woods too, which I love. That's always been talked about, but that's the truth. So, uh, Dwayne, I don't think anybody could outright hate on him anymore. If that's a hell of an accomplishment, and like I said, it's going to be in the forty club with some change before he, when he stops playing, because I do believe he's playing a couple more years because of what he wants to do. And I also believe LeBron last night, I think it was very genuine. And some people, because some people get in those situations, I think, well, you know, it's nothing I really thought about. And, you know, I was just, but when you hear LeBron say, man, out of all the goals he had, what he goes, nah, this is somebody I didn't even really talk about. He goes, when I got to 10,000 and we went to 20, I was like, okay, maybe I believe him. I think he's dead on telling the truth. I don't think he really even fathomed you know, pretty much even he didn't say I'm going to be the all time scoring leader. I really don't. I think it crept up on him. Just like I said yesterday, it crept on everybody else, you know, and that's just a guy who's trusting the, you know, the process, as they say. And he's been enjoying the moment and he's lived in it. And that's why he's at to where he's at. 877-374-7463. Now, before we leave on from the LeBron, now you say that there's some conversations going out in social media world today and people have a problem with some of the people in attendance, the crowd, the way the crowd act in this moment. And what were you telling me now? Well, it, the, in the social sphere, um, the, 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 the shot, right? The picture mm-hmm. of LeBron with the fadeaway, you know, breaking that record. Lots of people are, are taking exception um, to the fact that everybody in the background of that photo is, has their cell phone up. Right, recording the moment. Okay, and they're watching, and, and and if you're watching to make sure you're not shaking the camera or that it's in frame or whatever, then you're not really watching the moment in reality. You're watching it through your screen. Okay, 
uh, the only person that that and, and I want to say the only person because other people have zoomed in and seen you see some little kids with LeBron jerseys on and they're just they're just watching the moment. But uh, the the person who's getting a lot of credit for not having their phone up is Phil Knight of yeah, Nike. You know, he's sitting there with uh, Bronny and Bryce. And and he's just chilling, like you say. Um, but everybody's getting criticized for wow, y'all were there, but you weren't really there. You, you you weren't you weren't living. You weren't you weren't experiencing it. And they're going back to the, the side by side a lot is Michael Jordan against the Jazz. And, and everybody, the, the, the Russell, the ledge push off on Russell, and, and his last shot, and <clears throat> the, how he's looking at how how everybody's watching Michael. I've seen that shot before, right? I know what you're talking and, and about. And everybody's just looking at it. No cameras, no flash bulbs, nothing. And then it's a side by side, and they're like, "Wow, cell phone society." Here we are in 2023. Well, I would tell those people, look, there's nobody that can get the old man rocking chair red ass more than more than I can, more than me. Okay, and there's nobody that is probably behind fighting against technology. Okay, I would tell those people, like, first of all, seriously, like, even the even the fact that this topic is trending and people are going back and forth, like, where have y'all been? Where have those people been? Because I guarantee you, I would have probably been like Phil Knight, not in this tax bracket. But I would have been there basically, too. I've never been a guy that that takes out my phone to record anything. I'm just not like that. And part of the reason why I'm not like that, because I'm never everybody else does that. That's like a natural reaction. Now, if I see something that needs to be recorded, you know, hit and run, something like that or whatever. So yeah. Pull out. the. I'm not the type to go ahead and just pull out and I'm going to record it. For, and that's a situation to where. People want to just sit there and let people know. I was there. I this is what I'm getting. So to me, that I've seen that shot you're talking about in Utah. Everybody's looking at the ball going. I mean, first of all, it's just technology in different times. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure we all had camera phones then. They would have done it then too. But I just feel like those people, they just got like there's other issues, man. There's real issues, man. You know? And a damn balloon from China that then floated around about five military bases for about a week and a half on a road trip that we'd done nothing about, but that's a whole other story. But there's, uh, there's other important stuff to go to worry about. Oh, everybody enjoy it. Man, if you paid that money for them tickets last night and you want to sit there and you want to record on your phone so you can share it on your feed, your Facebook feed to let your friends and everybody know, that's what that's what you're doing, because that's my point is that's where we're at. Where are those people been, man? This is the part of the reason why I'm not on social media a lot, not because I've always viewed it. It's a fake world like people want to sit there and they want to. It's it's all about making people feel good by them own self. Like if I get this many likes, if I sit there and post, say I'm this, I'm doing I'm on vacation. I'm eating this. I'm eating at this place. I just got this new car. I just got a job promotion. It's it's oversaturated to me and it's fake. Cause no one ever really posts about real like yes, when people pass away, lose an animal, all that. But no one really put like, you know what, man, I really messed up today. This is what I did. I cussed my wife out. You know what? I really messed up today. I cheated on my wife and I shouldn't have. No one keeps it real for the most part. Everybody wants to complain and everybody wants to. I mean, look, I didn't pay attention to that last night because I know the situation. Look at the Senate last night in the in the dress with old Uncle Joey. 
you got one aisle, and I get it. It's all, but you got people that just just troll it, boo, talking out. That is the that social media society going into real life. So before moving on to this, those people, man, come on. They just complaining to be complaining. Like I am the guy that is behind on technology. Don't like technology for the most part. I mean, I'm, I'm saying I'm totally against technology. But when it comes to the social media and camera phones, all that, I'm that guy that don't even mess with it. But I'm. It's not like I'm oblivious to it. Like where are those people? Those are people that just want to complain to complain about something. A special moment, they want to look the negative. Look at all these people on their phone. They just pissed off because they ass couldn't be in the crypto center. You couldn't scrounge out the money to go, yeah, I want to be by it. Well, how much? Oh, I ain't there yet. You just mad. You just salty. That's the way I look at it. 877-374-7463. Moving on before we get into NFL talk, NBA. Uh, the other news is really what we've been talking about the last couple of days is with Kyrie Irving, uh, who was traded to Dallas. He had his first practice the other day, but yesterday was the first time he met the media. And really, it sounded like he got some things off the chest. But to me, I'm going to have, I think Jonas has this, right? I want you to listen to this audio. And this is Kyrie Irving kind of like after practice, a shoot around, kind of dressing the media for the first time in a Mavericks uh, uniform. Give it two seconds. It's a little bit delay. Technology. I'll tell you. See, there you go. There you go. We ready? You know, the reporting and, and the journalism um, that was going to come out of why I left, I, I knew that was going to be speculation. Um, you know, but for me personally, um, you know, just sitting in the seat today, I, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated uh, and not just tolerated or or, or just, um, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Um, and there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So um, I just want to change that narrative, write my own story, and just continue to prepare in the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I can control, like I said. Okay, so that's Kyrie Irving. Um, There are a couple other things he said. uh, But I will tell you that, first of all, hearing him say that kind of supports, in my opinion, my theory that I had. From day one, when this came out in real time and this happened, I told you exactly what I felt this had to do with because there was no rumblings about it. This was this was just comes down to because, first of all, let me just back up and and, and let me just say why I think and I'm pretty confident to say I'm 90 percent right, because all this situation from not wanting to get vaccinated from the tweet sharing the Netflix documentary. Let's not forget, too. You know what gets lost in the shuffle this time? Don't forget Kyrie Irving went like AWOL for like a week, a week and a half in the ownership, and nobody knew where he was at. Keep in mind on that, too. So you got all this going on, and KD never once badmouthed Kyrie Irving publicly. Never once did he question the motive or say Kyrie's being a distraction. Hey, I didn't come from not once. And the reason why I bring that up is because it shows you how tight and close KD and Kyrie are. So for Kyrie to demand a trade, because Kyrie know eventually he was going to get his bag anyway, but for him to demand a trade, knowing that he's leaving a guy that he's not just a peer, not just a working buddy, but probably a true friend that they've got this bond together. 
it had to be in a, to a toxic environment for him. And he kind of touched. He said, hey, I, wanna, I don't want to feel a certain way when I go into work. And, and, you know, everybody, the average working person can relate to that. The average person can relate to that. Anybody, you know, the whole dream is that everybody wants to be able to do what they love to do for a living. Whether you get rich at it, whether you don't, that's always the number one goal if you can. Not everybody's blessed to be able to do that. But number two is that everybody doesn't want to dread, even though if you're not doing what your dream job is, the one thing you do not want to do is dread going into work. Period. And some people feel like, well, it's basketball, it's sport. No, this is their job. Now, Kyrie is getting kind of what he gets because he does have a bad credit report. Like, I'm not trying to defend the guy. I mean, I think the criticism he gets is pretty much warranted because he's got a bad credit report. But I live by a code to where I treat everything in life on a case-by-case -case basis. And this is a case-by-case -case basis to me. And it doesn't erase of Kyrie proving that, oh, Kyrie's been this victim. He's been an outcast. We've treated him so wrong. No, it's nothing like that. But in this particular situation, the guy who started the firestorm for the tweet, keep in mind, it was a retweet. It wasn't, he didn't tweet it and have a caption on it. He just retweeted. The guy who started the firestorm was the owner. It wasn't TMZ. It wasn't, you know, his peers. It wasn't that. It was the owner. So that spawned in a whole era. Whoa, this is what, oh, is, is Kyrie anti-Semitic? Oh. When the whole time, and you know, he claimed he races everything, but Kyrie took the tweet, his apology tweet down off of his, his, his Twitter account. Now he claims he basically erases a lot of stuff. He said that he stands by his apology, but come on, read between the lines. He never, to this day, he doesn't think he really did anything wrong. And to this day, it's about that owner, him not wanting to play for that organization. And the rules of the NBA and the culture of the NBA and the control that the NBA has given the players allowed him to, allows him to do this. It allows him to do this. So to me, they were some powerful words that he said. I, I mean, Dallas is taking a little bit of gamble. I mean, they didn't give up that much to get him. But there's no guarantee that Kyrie's going to sign some long-term extension here in Dallas. This was just one of those things like, get me out the best way. I don't want to come in here anymore because I don't know what people are saying behind my back. 877. 374-7463. Again, that is 877-374-7463. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas. White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.